Oh my god, if they will start drilling the holes in the wall, it will be absolutely terrible. Oh, no, come on. This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello, everyone. Uh, Andrew Apanov here in the new episodes of uh, the We Spin Recipes podcast. And uh, today my guest is uh, Sean Giovanni, uh, the uh, founder of uh, the record shop Nashville. Hello, uh, Giovanni. Hey, how's it going? I'm really glad to have you on the show. And uh, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, I, uh, my name is Giovanni. I run the record shop uh, recording studio and production company in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we work uh, with a wide variety of uh, genres, work with independent artists and a lot of major artists and record labels. Um, in addition to just doing record production, we also do uh, video production and website design and graphic design and artist development for independent artists. Um, and, and I also produce an online music program called Balcony TV. Yeah, uh, so you do uh, provide different uh, services, basically. So not just it's not just the uh, studio. So is it initially the idea behind the comp- company, or uh, did you just have to, or, or uh, it just uh, happened that you started providing uh, services besides the production and recording? Um, when I started my career in the music business, it was an interesting time where there was, you know, a very big decline in, in record sales. All the major studios were closing, and I knew that if I wanted to be able to um, follow my dream and be and be a producer, and um, that I needed to diversify the things that I was able to do. So I knew that I wanted that my main job was always going to be producing records, but I wanted to be able to provide a variety of services for artists um, that were done at a very high level to be able to. Um, make sure that we're always staying busy um, mm-hmm. and then we can provide more than just a recording for an artist. And I, 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 th- I saw the importance of being able to grow with artists in their career. And I thought the best way to do that was to be able to facilitate in their development through helping them not only make a great record, but also put together um, some great content that would promote that record. And I think that that ends up being good for all parties. So that was my concept in putting together the record shop as being a, um, a creative community um, of different types of media creators to be able to put together anything, any type of content that an uh, um, artist would need. Yeah, got you. Uh, can you name any artists you've worked with uh, lately or just uh, interesting names? Um, yeah, some of the um, major artists that I've worked with uh, recently, um, a, a country group called Big and Rich, um, uh, John Legend, um, Zach Wild, uh, Brett Michaels, um, There's a there's a Little John is a hip hop artist. Um, there's a, a pretty wide variety of them, and then we uh, we work with a ton of uh, independent artists as well. Um, there's an artist named Brandon Chase um, that is a, a new um, pop country artist uh, that's doing really well. Um, another um, uh, young female singer named Afton Prater, um, and a blues artist uh, named Tyrone Carricker, and those are all projects that we're we're kind of currently in production on. Awesome. That's that's really interesting and uh, some big names uh, over there that you mentioned. That's great. Uh, yeah, we've been privileged yeah. to work with uh, some really great artists and, and uh, yeah, we love our job. Do, do you work with any uh, electronic uh, producers by any chance, musicians? Yeah, I do. Um, I work with a, with a fair amount of electronic producers. In addition to just you know producing organic um, records, I also do a lot of programming. Um, and that that's came into handy with the way that you know pop music has continued to develop as well as the direction that country music has gone. 
Um, there's an uh, electronic project that I'm working on right now with uh, um, uh, two DJs, um, Connor Cruz and a DJ named Chewbacca. Um, and they have a few different uh, featured vocalists on their on their project. It's not released yet, but we're we're currently wrapping up mixes for it. Uh, yeah, and the, one of the uh, potentially many random questions that I'll be asking you today. Um, has this uh, EDM boom in the United States affected your business? And uh, how maybe you could, can you comment on the uh, music scene in, uh, in Nashville these days compared to years ago? Uh, has it been somehow affected by electronic music lately? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, the the um the popularity of, of EDM and, and electronic music and just, just programming in general um has has definitely impacted that. It's been great for me because I have I, I, I had my roots in programming in um pop and hip hop and R and B and in EDM music. And then um a few years into my career I got into doing um more traditional um artists. And having the ability to be able to do both of those things has been really great for me. Um, in, in Nashville specifically, um, you'll find that, that country music is really moving in a very pop-driven direction. Um, and so being able to um, cut a great traditional country record, but also be able to add um, all, of that, all of that programming, these, these new um, you know, hip and unique sounds to, um, to the genre has, has definitely um, been a good benefit for you know, me and my business. Um, and I found that um, that more and more projects are, are, are artists, um, regardless of the genre, um, because of the popularity of that of that sound. It seems like um, even if we're doing like you know a rock record or um, a, uh, a a, a you know, traditional or a pop country kind of thing, uh, a lot of it is is um, influenced. There has some sort of influence from the EDM scene and the the popularity that it has, as far as stuff that's you know being released in a commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got, got you. Uh, well, something that's uh, I, some somehow related that I want to ask as well is uh, when there is uh, there is a band or well, there is a, a pop or hip hop act uh, with a band, for example, that uh, well, I can see a number of reasons why uh, they need uh, a professional studio to record. Uh, the uh, new songs, for example, and uh, there is an electronic music producer who basically needs uh, a music sequencer, just uh, an application, and uh, even without uh, like proper monitors, but uh, high quality, I don't know, headphones can uh, do something in their bedroom. So, can, mm -hmm. what what do you uh, think about this uh, whole? Uh, basically culture we we can produce music on uh, on our laptops anywhere and not only electronic and uh, what is the place of a recording studio in a musician's uh, life do you think it's like crucial like every single musician should be uh, trying to go to a studio and record everything there or is it more for uh, just particular stages of careers or recording processes mm -hmm. Um, I think that the that the rise in in mobile and and you know small format studios has been a really um, wonderful thing for the the music business. It may not be for you know the huge commercial studios because they feel like they're losing business from artists that are able to make a great record in their bedroom, but I think it's a, a great thing because it it um it takes away the the limits on creativity. There's so many options that we have with software and processing and how fast computers are getting and um, 
the uh the you know the quality of of the new um software and recording formats that it allows someone's vision to be able to be expanded and they can do so much more work on their own without necessarily needing a commercial studio um however there's still a time and place for where a commercial studio is necessary um and i think that one of those things is in the mixing process um i i find that um being able to have access to high-end analog gear um being able to have the um the additional um, depth and punch that you can get out of out of that, as opposed to having everything done digitally, um, really makes the difference between like a you know a, um, can make a difference between a decent um, mix and you know an incredible um, mix you know sonically. Um, so I think I think it's a great thing that people are able to do that, but I also think that there's definitely still a place for um, for studios. And the other side of it too is that a lot of the um, uh, DJs, producers, artists that are coming up and recording things on their own, um, they, they're kind of figuring out things as they go along. So there's certain um, subtle technical aspects of things that a experienced producer in a, in a major recording studio are able to enhance what they've already done. Um, but I think it's great that people have the ability to do it on their own. So I think that the, um, the key to the modern music business as it is now is people being able to do those things on their own, but still understanding the, the need for when they do need to um, hire someone to help them and, you know, take the, take the tracks to the next level and, and enhance them to a, you know, commercial level. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really like how you, how pragmatically and, and uh, in a very clear way you describe these things, because uh, in the past I've met owners of uh, studios who were like really, angry of uh, all these companies, developers producing uh, software and, and uh, things becoming very affordable and musicians not uh, willing to spend uh, on uh, on a studio time and and which obviously affects studios worldwide and uh, mm -hmm. basically you, uh, you, you you say that it's good that uh, musicians have these tools to uh, well, produce music anywhere and they are not limited by technology uh, to to create art basically but at the same time uh, there are specific things where a professional professionalism involvement is needed so that's that's mm -hmm. totally clear to me and interesting uh, but could you uh, maybe sell the idea of going to studio a little bit for an indie artist? Let me explain. Uh, well, I, I produce electronic music, for example, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk just about electronic music, but uh, I'm really interested in hearing what uh, you mm -hmm. can say on this. Um, and uh, I know that I will not earn a lot with these particular records. Maybe I'm working on an EP, maybe I'm self-releasing it, so maybe it will be released through uh, a label. I know that I won't make a ton of money from this, and most probably uh, my investments in a professional studio won't recoup itself. I, I won't uh, see the return of investment just money-wise. So what are the other advantages of just getting a very professional uh, sounds and uh, high quality mixes and masters from a studio? What, what kind of uh, advantages can uh, uh, an independent artist get from uh, being in a professional studio? Um, well, I think you make a really good point with, with um, thinking about the business side of it. And this is something that I discuss with every independent artist before I start working with them. Um, it's really important to look at, at your 
um, at your career as a business and uh, as your mu at, at your music as a business and make sure that the investment that you're making in production is something that you're either going to be able to recoup with sales or you're going to be able to recoup by the opportunities that will be provided by producing a record at a certain level um, that through touring and merchandise and um, uh, licensing and, and, you know, those outlets. Um, so it's not necessary. It's not necessarily that, um, that that investment, if you don't sell enough records to recoup the production cost, um, goes to waste because there's plenty of other outlets to be able to um, do that. So I think it's good to look at where, where an artist is in their career and what makes sense. Um, do you have, do you have music that is um, sync friendly for, for licensing things? Do you have um, the ability to, uh, tour and make enough money on your tour to be able to cover the cost of a recording at that level. Um, do you feel like it's necessary for you to be able to compete with um, the major artists that you're working with, or do you feel like your your market is more towards indie music fans? Um, and so I think it's a combination of all of those things that will that that an artist needs to consider in order to decide what level of investment they should make in in production. Yeah, yeah, uh, I really. Appreciate that you uh, uh, mentioned that and that you cover the business side because um, this is something that I tell artists uh, all the time that it's not just uh, about their uh, music basically. So while I really, I mean, it's it's crucial that uh, the production quality and high, is high and and uh, artists shouldn't uh, think that all the needs is uh, is the production and that someone will handle uh, the business side for them. Because in most cases, unless you already earn a lot of money and have managers and uh, a major label maybe uh, behind your back, no one will do these things for you. And I really uh, it's it's great that you try to educate uh, the artists who you work with fr from a business standpoint from of you and uh, from marketing, I guess as well. So can you mm -hmm. uh, maybe yeah? So is it uh, true that if I go to a music studio, I will gain some knowledge in terms of, uh, of uh, the technical knowledge in terms of production and maybe some business insights as well? Um, well, I think it depends on who you work with. Um, there's, there are, there are many, you know, producers and studios that their, um, focus is to keep their studio booked and just get people in there and pay the day rate and have them in there to work. And you basically have access to the facility and the equipment, and that's what you're paying for. Um, the way that, that I set up the, the record shop, I wanted it to, to be something where I could grow with the independent artists that I work with. Um, I could, you know, develop a relationship with them and we, we work on this record and then we help them figure out a way to, um, to promote it effectively and support their development. And then we're able to do the next record with them, um, and continue working with them, uh, you know, throughout their career. <laughs> so I think if you, it, it's an important thing to ask when you're searching for a studio or trying to find a producer, um, what is their process? Um, do they continue working with you and, and helping you after the project is done? Or is what you're paying for just the, you know, their, their production um, skills? Another idea that I heard from a friend uh, who's really supporting studios and uh, is currently working on uh, startups uh, for music studios worldwide. And 
uh, he he really he mentioned this uh, idea that I find found uh, fascinating uh, that a, a musician can get in a, a special mood uh, being in a professional studio in this environment. It's not your bedroom. Uh, when you enter the studio, you uh, may consider this a special zone where you can focus on your production and uh, you pay. Uh, the uh, you pay money for the studio time, so you need to be productive. It's also not like a reason to not uh, waste your time on some irrelevant things. Do you feel like do, have you seen this in uh, the artists, especially independent artists who you worked with, that they are just excited about working in a music studio? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good point. I think that um, that the the level of that. Um, advantage depends upon the create the creative um, direction of the artist. Uh, there's some there's some artists that can sit in their their bedroom and when they get into you know working on their tracks, they're focused on that and that's all that they're doing for hours and hours. Um, there's other artists that have difficulty um, focusing in in a non-studio environment. Um, they they may you know work on something they'll get distracted by by Facebook or want to go watch something on TV, play a video game and then get and then get back to recording later or they'll feel like, well, it's you know, it's right here so I can just I'll work on it later. I'll take a couple hours to do this and then get back to it. So it all depends on the um I guess the focus that an artist has. But I definitely have seen um that with the artists that require that type of structure um to be able to find their creative flow, um the studio environment is great for that because it's a place that um that, that's that's still private like they're like their home but they're there with a team that's supporting them um and they know that when they come in uh they know what they have to work on that day and what their you know what their goals are to um get completed and just being in the environment with all the the equipment in the room and everything can be a um, a very inspiring um atmosphere um and so mm -hmm. we we utilize a few different studios um depending upon the creative flow of the artist um we have one studio that's a um, uh, a smaller format type place that has a very um, uh, natural kind of like kind of like being at being at your house, but in a professional um, studio environment. And then we have um, a couple larger format studios that um, have uh, you know a huge console and a gigantic track, tracking room, um, and can be very inspiring for other artists. Um, so that's something that I discuss before I start working with any artist is, you know, how, what has their recording experience been in the past? Do, do they record things on their own? Do they like working in a, in a smaller environment? Would they be more excited in um, a grander, you know, environment? And we, I think that the, the, the space that you're recording in is, is just as important as the, the, the production team that you have and the equipment that's there. Um, because the, the greatest recordings really come out of special moments. And in order to be in that moment, you have to be in a, you know, a comfortable place where you feel inspired. Yeah, yeah, got you. Well, yeah, sound, sounds good. Uh, and some, some, sounds really cool about the uh, several studios that uh, are available in, at, at uh, the recording shop. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, in the past, uh, in uh, just recent, um, sorry, uh, you just mentioned a couple... Um, uh, advices to musicians, uh, the things that they may be looking into picking the studio. Do you have uh, anything else to add? Like, what kinds of uh, questions a musician may 
uh, have to a studio and if it's a musician without uh, a lot of experience of working with studios maybe it's a bedroom producer who wants to try to master mix in youtube uh, in a studio what kind of questions would you recommend asking before hiring a studio um if you're if you're looking at a recording studio there's a couple differences um there's you can you can either hire a producer um or a studio or both so if you're looking at, at a strictly a recording studio, that book studio time, um, the, the first question to ask is, will you have a producer and will you have an engineer there? Um, and what involvement does that producer and or engineer have in your process? Um, there's some studios that offer um, a lot of hands-on support and there's other studios that just give you the facility and have someone there to operate the equipment. Um, so depending upon your level of expertise and what it is that you're hoping to get out of the studio experience, you want to make sure that the, um, the team there is going to be able to support that. Um, so if, if you have a lot of experience in, in recording and you know exactly what you want and you, you just need someone to, to operate the equipment, um, then you, you know, ask if they have, you know, that type of uh, situation available. If you haven't had a lot of experience in a studio, you want to make sure that the, the engineer that they have will be very involved. Um, will give you feedback. Um, it's very important for artists to be able to have a good um, line of communication with the production team that they're working with. Um, if, you, if you feel like you need more of a producer as opposed to an engineer, um, you want to ask if they have an um, on-staff producer that would be there as well to be able to uh, facilitate in that. Um, and so I think it's really important to be clear with the studio as far as what, not only what you know, equipment and facilities are they going to provide, Um, but what is their what is their team going to provide and what level of input and support in the process? Um, and then the, the other thing that's important, I think, is to be able to have the, the studio send you examples of projects that are similar to things that you've worked on um, that they've done there at the studio. And, um, and not only hear those examples, but ask them what the budget was for those projects, because someone can give you a, um, you know, an example of something and the budget was. Um, you know, 15 grand for the song, or someone can give you an example of something and the, the, the budget was, um, you know, a few hundred bucks. So I think it, and if, if you only have, you know, a, um, you know, a smaller budget and then they play you something that had a, a huge major label budget, then you're not going to get the same level of product that you thought, you know, you would going into it. So it's really important to hear examples and to make sure that the, the studio that you're working with is one that is experienced in the genre of music that you're working on. Um, that's something that's, that's especially important for Nashville. Um, in the past few years, Nashville has really grown and diversified in the um, style of music that was recorded here. But for a long time, Nashville was just known for country and bluegrass and Americana music. And, um, and, and pop artists or electronic artists would, um, or rock bands you know, would, would um, uh, find a studio and see all the great credits that they have. Um, and the, the huge facility and, and think, well, this is the, you know, the perfect place to record, but they end up with an engineer or a producer that, that only produces country records. And, um, and so you, you don't end up getting the, um, you know, the product and the direction that you thought you would get. Um, I think these days the, the community in Nashville is so much more diverse, and especially with a lot of the um, you know, young up-and-coming um, producers and engineers, there's, there's a, um, a wide variety of talent that can Uh, cover a lot of genres, um, but but that's very important to to ask for when you're when you're looking at a at a studio, um, and when you're looking at a producer, it's it's some of some of the same things. Um, but you would want to know where you're going to be recording, um, 
Yeah, the the same questions as far as the you know the genres that they've worked on and their their what their production process is like. Um, I think it's very important um, in in most styles of music before you begin the recording process to do a lot of pre-production and preparation um, to talk through the arrangement, to listen through references of other tracks that you feel have the same sonic character that you want to achieve in your recording. And uh, I, I find that going through that process makes our actual recording process. Uh, flow much better, and we always end up with a result that's that's uh, very close or exactly what the the artist had envisioned going forward. Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't go through that process, then you just show up to the studio the first day and you start working without the the producer or engineer having a, a specific direction in mind. Um, mm -hmm. So so understanding their process and how they work, the amount of time that they're going to spend um, with you, and uh, and the costs related to that. Um, so asking all those questions and not being afraid to ask those questions either is 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 very important. Um, and having a very uh, clear-cut plan for the production process as well as what the costs are going to be. Um, and if you if you feel the need, having an agreement or contract in place that lays out all of those details just to make sure that um, that you're covered and that you're going to get exactly what it is that you're paying for. Great, great insights here. So really appreciate the diversity of uh, the advices. It's, I think, it's very uh, helpful to uh, to anyone. Even even if some of these things may seem obvious, I think that uh, a lot of independent artists out there actually seek for this kind of information. So uh, and uh, they they want to know what is normal to to ask so yeah this is great and uh, let me switch the topic a little bit can you talk about the balcony tv and uh, your involvement there and just about the project uh, in general mm -hmm. yeah balcony tv is really just another another offshoot of what my um concept was for starting the record shop i wanted to create a creative organization that was able to support artists and you know a wide variety of things um, my job is still always producing records, but we want to be able to facilitate the development of, of independent artists and, and support the, um, the continued growth of you know, the major artists that we work with. Um, so the, uh, about six years ago, I started an online music show at the studio called The Record Shop Sessions, where we brought artists in that we worked with and some that we just admired um, and wanted to support, and we had them perform stripped-down versions of their songs. Um, and do a little interview with them. And we put those those videos up on YouTube, distributed them through blogs and stuff. And um, I quickly realized, um, you know, not being a, um, not at that time, being very heavy into the blogging and social networking side of things, that um, promoting a YouTube show is a, is a very um, time-consuming and, and difficult process. Um, and in, so in, in, in doing that, we had good initial success with it, but I really wanted it to, make more of a statement. I wanted people around the world to be able to recognize the diversity of the music scene in Nashville um, and see all these incredible artists that we have in town. Um, so a few months, uh, probably a year after I started that show, I ran across Balcony TV. And uh, at that time, it was, uh, it, was, it was a major show, but it was just growing. It, it, we only had, um, I think, four cities um, that were producing it, and it was all in Europe. And I thought, well, wow, this is something that's already an established show. They have millions of viewers, um, and they don't have a market in the U.S. yet. So Nashville would be a great place to, to start that. So I got in touch with the founder um, of the show, Stephen O'Regan, and uh, we talked about it and thought that it would be a, um, a good fit for what our goals were and, and how they wanted to expand to the U.S. And we started producing um, the Balcony TV Nashville show. Um, and since then, 
the uh, the program has grown exponentially. Um, we have 60-some cities around the world that produce these episodes. Um, all of the episodes are, are shot typically stripped-down performances, um, um, so you get a really interesting view of different areas of the world as well as a, as a uh, look into the, um, the different musical styles around the world. Um, and it's something that's become a, a really popular thing and just continues to grow every day in the, um, in the exposure that we can offer to artists through being on the program. Yeah, I, I've watched some uh, shows uh, and I know that Balcony TV is, uh, uh, is big, especially in Europe. I've been following uh, the project for a while, but I didn't realize that uh, basically you are the first, uh, you organized the first US uh, show mm -hmm. uh, of the, uh, it's amazing. Uh, can you comment a little bit on how you pick the artist? Um, we, we pick the artist through... Um... We, we get a ton of submissions from artists. Typically, we try to find, you know, artists that are, that are on the rise, that are, that are developed, um, and, that, and that we think have a great sound that our, our viewers would enjoy. Um, so as far as is, um, the style of music, it's really across the board. It's open to anything. Um, typically, we look for artists that have a strong web presence, um, that are doing um, some level of, of touring and, you know, playing on a consistent basis, that are basically, you know, working towards their their career. They don't necessarily have to be a, um, you know, a major artist um, with millions of fans or anything. Um, but we like to find artists that are, that are um, on the verge of breaking or, or in the development stage and that are, that are unique and interesting. Um, and, and we find that our, our fans seem to enjoy the, the artists that, have, that are offering something new um, or, or something special or just have, have developed um, you know, a, good, a good following. So Typically, what we look for is um, is a group that that is um, or an artist or a, a band that is um, at least somewhat developed and has a strong uh, presence online because our viewership is obviously um, primarily on on uh, the internet. I got you here, and uh, yeah, what basically the last question that I've got for you today. Uh, can you uh, tell me a little bit on what you're working on right now? Maybe any other uh, projects that you can talk about? Yeah, um, well, today I'm, uh, I'm mixing a record with a folk band from Wisconsin. Uh, they're called The Mascot Theory. Um, they're a really cool um, up-and-coming um, folk Americana rock, indie rock band. Um, kind, of a, kind of a combination of, um, of, of genres, and um, I'm really excited to get, get that project on. Um, uh, there's an artist named Brandon Chase, who I think I mentioned earlier. He was a contestant on The Voice um, a couple years ago, and I've been working with him uh, for about a year now on his um, debut record. Um, his his uh, first single uh, called One is is currently out on radio, and uh, we're just finishing up pre-production and and getting ready to cut the um, the second single and second group of songs to wrap up the record uh, next week. Um, so I'm excited about that. We have another uh, really cool show that I think that, that your viewers would, would dig. Um, I have, we have a syndicated radio show uh, called The Country Fried Mix, uh, where we take the, the top uh, country songs and classic country songs, and we remix them uh, with EDM and hip-hop and pop versions. Um, people can listen to it at, the country, at countryfriedmix.com. Um, so that's been a really cool thing, and, and something, that, as we talked about earlier, the... You know, the, the um, influence of EDM music into other genres um, and this that's a really uh, incredible example of that we've got yeah. some um, the, the, some great feedback from it that sounds exciting uh, is there a way to uh, kind of participate in uh, are there any kinds of remix competitions for this show 
Um, there aren't for the time being, but that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, I, I, I am. Yeah, it, it just sounds like a cool opportunity because uh, there is already a great amount of producers who produce bootlegs, for example. They already mm -hmm. pick uh, uh, basically unclean samples from some songs and they don't try to make money on these uh, things, but the uh, into remixing this is a big culture and uh, I'm mm -hmm. sure that a lot of artists would be into contributing to the, to the show. Thank you uh, uh, a lot for all the insights. Uh, can you just uh, finish with uh, the links where uh, listeners can find out more about the record shop and your projects? Yeah, of course. Uh, the website is therecordshopnashville.com. Um, on the site, you'll find a bunch of information on the studio as well as um, a bunch of uh, studio videos, live performance videos from um, a number of different artists. Um, and a lot of um, uh, articles that we write about different aspects of the industry. Um, and then our, our social networks are all just uh, at the record shop. Um, and the, the address uh, for Balcony TV is balconytvnashville.com. Awesome, thank you. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate uh, everything that you covered on this call. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for, for having me on. I appreciate it. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We Spin